0: super talk mississippi media production
1: hey parents jack and claire's children's boutique in oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing shoes toys and accessories check out jack and claire's facebook page too jack and claire's children's boutique west jackson avenue next to belk
2: howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
3: Everyone and welcome to midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Wealth Studios have been relocated today to West Point, Mississippi, where we're in town in advance of the Prairie Arts Festival coming up uh, this Saturday, the 44th annual Prairie Arts Festival, scheduled for a Saturday, September the 3rd. Hours are 9 to 4 p.m. Rhino, of course, uh, back in the uh, studios there in Jackson. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. How's it going down there? Uh, well, we don't have water, but uh, besides that. Yeah, so tell us about that. You like have zero water? I've, I've been seeing all sorts of reports. Who, who couldn't? How could you not? Well, you live in the state of Mississippi, not been seeing all the, the uh, info flying around about the water challenges in the city of Jackson.
2: Yeah, now that I've moved to the Capital City, or at least I'm on the Capital City's water supply, the uh, water pressure the last 12 to 24 hours has fluctuated from almost non-existent to enough for the the tap to run. But last night, the water pressure got so low, the tank on the toilet stopped filling. And this morning, the water pressure was so low that my little push button on the shower did not have enough pressure to engage, so uh, I had to Dang. use bottled water for a shower and that was quite the experience. I've, I've, it's not the first time I've done that, it's just one of the few times I've had to do it
3: indoors. Gee whiz, so uh, this is a problem that uh, they're saying is scheduled to uh, be uh, remedied by the end of the week. Is that what you're saying? Is that, and, and do we think that's going to happen? I'm not going to hold my breath, yeah, so uh you've seen lots of businesses and and um, uh, other even government agencies who have announced that uh, they're they're essentially either relocating and or operating remotely, but the bottom line is they can't function in their normal offices in in uh, places of business uh, the Supreme Court I believe, is one of those. The Court of Appeals, they have both announced just a few hours ago that they've moved to operating remotely due to the water issues in Jackson. I saw our friend Jeff Good, uh, owner of Broad Street Bakery and uh, Bravo's, he's he's also announced uh, they're just closing down for right now. I mean, it's it's just awful. Can't deal with it, right? I mean, so we've been under a boil water notice for some time.
2: Yeah, the most recent boil water notice is now over a month old.
3: Right, that's what I thought. Because I remember reporting that I went to have breakfast with some buddies about six weeks ago at the Cracker Barrel. there on I-55 in Jackson, just as you approach uh, the county line uh, on the east side of the interstate. And so I remember seeing a sign posted on the front door. Hey, by the way, no water, no coffee. six weeks ago so we've had that going on for a while and you've seen folks uh, post photos and videos of of water being drawn out of their faucets in their tubs or in their sinks filling up bottles full of nasty filthy dirty brown water uh, which is crazy and 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 now it's that's been worsened in that we don't have any water pressure you don't have any water uh, clean, dirty, or, or any of the above, right? Just no water. And that can't operate without that. Got, obviously can't use the bathroom, can't flush the toilets, don't have any, any running water, much less potable water. You don't have anything. And that's just pretty much put the entire city on hold at a standstill. Now, yesterday, the, uh, the governor declared a state of emergency, and in doing so, Uh, Under a state of emergency, he, uh, I guess, announced several actions that he's taken. I think one of those, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rhino involves mobilizing the National Guard, right, to uh, help with water distribution. Is that your understanding of it as well?
2: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the National Guard has at least two, I think it's actually closer to a handful or more, water tanker trucks that can transport potable water to remote locations, and I guess
3: the capital city is now
2: a remote location.
3: Yeah. Unbelievable. Also setting up uh, what I think was termed as a unified incident command center, and that is at the uh, OB Curtis water treatment facility there in Central Jackson. That includes Mississippi Department of Health, MEMA, all working together to try to get the water back up and running as soon as possible. That is the highest priority, and And they're also working together just to plan out a project and set up an action plan to get this done. Now, I also understand the state offered the mayor, uh, Chokwe Lumumba, some financial assistance as well. uh, But that the city would have to pay some 50%. Now, I saw no details. I don't know if you did, Rhino, on what amount that might be. Uh, and also at the presser yesterday, I think the governor announced that the that the mayor was on board with this plan uh, of some sort of a financial plan. Um, and MEMA is, I think, the organization that requested that the governor, who has the authority to do so, mobilize the National Guard to help uh, with the distribution of water. So this is uh, really just a bad thing that's been that's been. Uh, no pun intended, bubbling up for quite some time. I mean, this is decades of neglect and and decades of just taking no action to address the issue. And now it's obviously become more critical than ever in that not only do we not have drinking water, but we don't have any water pressure in the city, in the capital city of Jackson. And as you've said, uh, I believe this has also been noted in on the national news scene. I think uh, someone just told me they heard it on our um, on our news, our uh, news that that airs at the top of the hour. But I believe the mayor was actually interviewed by one of the big three networks. It, it um, seems to be coming to mind that it was uh, NBC, but I can't say that for sure. So it's a big old problem that uh, ain't going away, and. Uh, question on the ceasefire text line When are the Jacksonians going to elect a competent administration? Yeah, so here's my thoughts about it. We could certainly, the city of Jackson could uh, elect a competent administration. Of course, and like everything else we talk about so often on this program, There's no consensus of what constitutes competent anymore, right? We can't agree on how many genders there are. We can't agree on what's good and bad. We can't agree on what's pass and fail. We can't agree on what's, um, uh, I guess, what is the end of democracy, what's radical and what's not. Everybody just has a different take on it. No consensus. But, uh, yeah, I hear you. An administration itself... Can I solve this problem? It is certainly necessary. And of course, every city is entitled, as is uh, at every level of government, the constituents are entitled to competency. Well, that's, that goes without saying. But in this case, money. Money's what's needed. That's just a fact. Money's what's needed. So then the question is well, where does that money come from? Now, I think, uh, by the way, on uh, let's see, on the ceasefire text line, Robert in Clinton informs that he was on CNN. The mayor was on CNN. Thank you for that, Robert. I don't know why I thought for some reason that uh, he was also on one of the big three William and Brandon says ABC said this morning the issue was due to flooding their way off the mark I think the flooding did exacerbate the problem if I'm not mistaken uh, there's also it's being reported at least a staffing shortage but the bottom line is one only has to pass by through waterworks curve there which by the way is not lit with the light standards that sit atop the curb there, one of the most dangerous stretches of road, arguably, in the whole state, because I think we learned that the crooks keep stealing the copper out of the ground that, um, that connects the lights to the electric electrical grid. But all I'm saying is when you pass by that waterworks curb and you just kind of take a little quick peek at it, I don't suggest you stare at it for very long, certainly if you're driving, but just look at it for a split second it just looks old dilapidated not ready for prime time and that's that's been reported right that it's it has been in serious need of, um, of modernization for a long time well that takes money but it the, like everything else it, whether it's in your personal life or in business or in government when you have these kinds of critical issues and you keep kicking the can down the road as the saying goes it, the problem just gets bigger it just mounts. It, and so the, the, uh, the proverbial molehill does turn into a mountain. And then it reaches a point, uh, as it has now, where you can't even function. And if you can't function because you don't have running water uh, in the city, uh, you need to fix. You need it now. And you need a whole bunch of money instead of investing throughout the decades to maintain it and keep it current. And that's where we are. Sad day for the state of Mississippi, in my view, that the city of Jackson doesn't have running water, no water pressure. Really sad. We'll step aside for a break right here. We're in West Point, Mississippi for the Prairie Arts Festival coming up this Saturday and we'll come right back with more of the Element Well Studios.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 73. Wednesday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Thursday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
8: Tune in this Saturday morning from eight till ten for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening brought to you in part by the Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway Forty Nine South in Richland.
9: To all the folks in the Capital City Metro Area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six till nine. Gallo Show will start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi, ninety-seven point three. Midday's with
0: Gerard.
10: Garrett. What? What? is yeah. so awesome
0: on Super Talk Mississippi
3: everyone midday super top mississippi coming at you live from west point mississippi for the prairie arts festival that's coming up in west point this uh, saturday the 44th annual prairie arts festival saturday september 3rd 9 to 4 p.m there's a 5k run that gets started at eight o'clock And you can come out and shop early. Over 200 vendors, including fine arts, handmade crafts, down-home southern cooking, as well as Kid Town, live music around every corner, and, of course, the 5K race. There's something for every member of the family to enjoy. This Prairie Arts Festival is a long-time tradition, 44 years for the community of West Point and visitors on Labor Day weekend. Coming up on the program, by the way, today, Lisa Klutz, Director of Community Development with the Growth Alliance in uh, Clay County, West Point. And then Senator Angela Turner Ford represents District 16. That includes Clay, where we are, Lowndes, Knoxville, and Octibaha Counties. That's coming up at 11.05. John Turner, Marketing and public relations for four County at eleven fifty and then Rod Bobo, the mayor of West Point, Mississippi, joins middays at twelve thirty seven We'll wrap things up today with Matt Dowell, the executive director of the Golden Triangle Regional Airport, so big show on tap today yeah the uh the plant we're told and just reminded I should say that uh is is in question and is in its malfunctioning is the Ob. Curtis Water Treatment Plant, which is near the reservoir off Lake Harbor. That facility, according to Andy and Jackson, is only about 25 years old. Yeah, and it and it uh, is adjacent to the Country Club Jackson Hole 14, par five, right there, uh, abuts it. So, but I I was just talking about the the main, I don't know the name of it, the one that you see there in Water Works Curve uh, around uh, downtown Jackson. Uh, It just looks old to me, and it's been there a long time, as best I know. Uh, City of Jackson has two water treatment plants. The oldest plant, this is on the C Spire text line, is the one you see on I-55. The near the newest plant is the one we just uh, described, the O.B. Curtis, which you don't see. Yeah, over there off Spillway Road. Yeah, you can you can see kind of the area, the grounds, but right, you don't, you can't actually see the plant itself. Totally agree. Uh, Tim from Tupelo says, "Do like Tupelo did back in the 80s to fix their water problem: a quarter percent extra tax." I guess that was a sales tax, right, uh, Tim? Because those funds would be uh, diverted. Uh, to the city and that for decades and that adds up it does but unfortunately the the problem in jackson is is urgent it's immediate it's critical they don't have decades to to keep up and there already is an additional layer of sales tax in the city of jackson and um uh, that was levied some time ago voted on some time ago one percent tax yeah exactly so where'd that money uh, go I don't know. And there's always a question about that. But uh, let's be honest, the city of Jackson has experienced a, uh, a decline in economic activity. And uh, I don't have any data in front of me to support that assertion. But I'm just eyeballing it. When you, when you drive around town, there are a whole lot of uh, uh, buildings and structures that are boarded up. Um, it's no secret that lots of businesses have moved out of the city. And uh, into the suburbs, in Rankin County and in Madison County, I think right now I saw an announcement recently, an old uh, uh, prestigious accounting firm, Haddix Reed, uh, also in downtown Jackson, recently announced they are relocating to the Butler Snow Building in Ridgeland. So that's just another. uh, I have a building for sale in Ridgeland. It's uh, the building that we operated in uh, venture technologies in built it in 1992 of course uh, you guys know I sold the company in 2019 and the in the group that bought our company uh, sort of reconfigured the organizational structure they kept the building and operated in it for three years that lease ended this past January and so they're no longer in the building and we've had it uh, for sale now for six or seven months uh, our broker, my broker informed us this morning he has two showings today from Jackson uh, with Jackson located businesses I think they're saying uncle enough we got to get out of here so uh, when that happens of course that also erodes the tax base as well so whether it be sales tax or what uh, they get out of property taxes etc so uh, rents and economic other economic activity also part of that. It, it's just a sad deal You really can't have a vibrant thriving city unless you've got Functional reliable utilities and water is one of those um, in most cities water um, Is managed the water system is managed and owned by the municipality? Uh, typically electricity and gas is not an exception to that, that that comes to mind is Memphis. Memphis Light, Gas, and Water, uh, which serves 750,000, 800,000 addresses. longtime customer of my company, and they always told us they were the largest three-service publicly owned utility in the country. Three-service, light, gas, and water. Pretty big organization that, of course, is attached to the um, the city of, of Memphis but anyhow something's gotta happen uh, what that is it is not gonna happen unless uh, money it comes to the scene uh, Ben from Madison I believe said earlier that he thought the governor did a great job at his presser yesterday seems like he's very very motivated to find solutions to this problem well I think everybody is and I would agree Ben because uh, I Uh, am in the camp that believes that we all pay for the city of Jackson's problem it it problems it absolutely drags the entire state down and if Jackson is a thriving and successful and vibrant community then the entire state benefits but the problems that exist in Jackson uh, be it crime in this case water a a major function a major service uh, from the city of Jackson obviously law enforcement failing there, uh, water, supply of water, failing there. I mean, those are two major functions of the city, and uh, you'd have to give them an F grade on that, honestly. Now, there's probably people out there listening to me right now that would take exception to that, and that's fine. Uh, that That's just my opinion, and that's what we do here. We express our opinion. So it's, uh, it's not a good thing that the city of Jackson is, is having... These sorts of issues and these sorts of problems—they don't. Oh, oh, by the way, the Jackson Public School District—I think still is—is graded as an F or a D. So we're not really doing well there. Uh, Another major function Uh, of the city—it's just—it's disheartening. Uh, Our airport is also uh, a problem, in my view. Uh, You know, I've been to a lot of airports across the across the country that may be. Uh, just in terms of the structure itself, the facility itself, might be the worst for certainly a city its size, in my opinion. And it, and it does present, does not, let's put it that way, does not present the best first positive impression that one could get that's never been here. And, uh, and they come in, they fly in. I had numerous uh, business associates, associates and, and uh, folks that traveled to visit with us. Uh, in our location for, for various uh, business negotiations and business opportunities. And the first thing they see is the city of Jackson Airport, and that doesn't go well. And there's been proposals to address that as well. And unfortunately, as you guys are not surprised by, uh, you've got political problems that enter into the fray and are always uh, of influence in in all of these matters. And, and unfortunately, good decisions don't get made, and, and they are hampered. Uh, by just brute force politics, problem. Canton runs their gas system, and Oxford has their own electric. Yeah, so David in Oxford uh, reports that. Right. There, there, there are um, certainly exceptions and nuances to that. Uh, I know the city of Jackson, Tennessee, was also one of our, our customers, and they also operated their electrical uh, power system for the residents of the city of Jackson, Tennessee. We actually helped uh, them implement uh, wireless internet across the entire city. which started out and it was about a five mile, um, five, miles, five square mile area. actually did that with all kinds of, of uh, sophisticated. At the time, about 15 years ago, sophisticated uh, outdoor wireless technology. But that was actually owned and operated by the, the Jackson I uh, can't remember the name of the organization but the Jackson Power. System itself, there, so yeah, there are exceptions, but water I thinks more common honestly though, David, with respect to municipalities and what they what they um, operate original name for the waterworks curve was the railroad overpass curve. we got that on the ceasefire tax line, appreciate that. Anyhow, we're out of time in this particular segment. We're going to take a break as you hear the music playing. We'll come back. We're at the Prairie Arts Festival. We're in West Point for the Prairie Arts Festival coming up this Saturday. Stay with us.
1: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi a statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits.
11: Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones. CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can.
12: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the
1: freedom to live a healthy life.
11: Hit the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer's suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination handling, tax title license, etc. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. earned. See dealer for limited warranty
8: and program details. Offer ends 9 22 the Embrace hosts the Chicago Cubs affiliate Tennessee Smokies August 30th through September 4th at Trust Mark Park. Join us for Bark in the Park and Dollar Hot Dogs all game long on Tuesday. Then First Responders Wednesday. Truck Works Thursday Thursday. Friday the first 500 kids 14 and under will get a free back-to-school backpack courtesy of the Mississippi State Department of Health Office of Tobacco Control. On Saturday it's post-game Delta Blues themed fireworks presented by Rich Pro Truck. Followed by a Labor Day fireworks show presented by Patriot Roofing. after the 6.05 PM series finale on Sunday night. Tickets MississippiBraves.com.
13: Are Are you a hard worker are you dependable do you have a good attitude do you want to be part of a team if so the black label bridge builders at key constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training leadership development and benefits To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at KeyConstructors.com. Please also follow at Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders.
6: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let 2-Minute Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit 2 for a free no obligation estimate.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Police are investigating a fatal shooting in Gulfport Monday night. Authorities confirmed they responded to a scene in the 200 block of Audubon Drive around 725. They found a man with multiple gunshot wounds who was pronounced dead at the scene. The Jackson water crisis continues to take its toll on state agencies. The Department of Health announced Monday morning that its central office will be closed to the public until further notice. The Driver service bureau also announced they'll be closed until further notice. And two universities are shifting to virtual learning due to the ongoing water pressure issues. Jackson State and Bellhaven have announced that all on-campus classes are canceled for Tuesday, online classes will meet as scheduled, and faculty will work from home as well. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
15: Here in C Spire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you.
16: Only a few steps ahead. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Hitting a single is great, but you know what's better? Doubles, triples, and home runs. Getting more for less always feels great which is why I tell everyone to take advantage of Farm Bureau's Home and Auto Insurance Bundle. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favorites.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com.
0: Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
13: Attention, adoring fans! It's
8: time
0: for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live, the Element Well Studios, relocated today in West Point, Mississippi, that is because coming up this Saturday, September the 3rd, the 44th annual West Point Prairie Arts Festival, should be a big day, hopefully the weather will cooperate, and we'll have a bunch of fun, also, uh, we are uh, delighted that Jubilation's Cheesecakes and Coffee House in West Point is providing uh, lunch and snacks and so forth for uh, all of us here uh, on the Super Talk, at Super Talk uh, involved with the broadcast today. Really appreciate that. Our guest as well. So looking forward to that. All right. So Rhino, hot off the press, literally, within less than an hour ago, Jackson's Public Works Director has been reassigned, okay, reassigned amid the ongoing water crisis. Marlon King, who was confirmed by the city council uh, just about a year ago, said the decision was made after speaking with the mayor. Hmm. He asked me to come in and identify some issues. I've identified them, and now he's going to bring someone in who can work them through. He said those issues include employee mismanagement, a poor work environment, and vendors going unpaid. Wow. At this point, it's not known. It's being reported in what capacity King would remain on. He did not know who would be his replacement. Said his reassignment was not related to the city's ongoing water issues. Oh sure, <laughs> there's no no interesting uh, uh, coincidence there, is there? Unbelievable. That's just unbelievable. Uh, so and Greenwood said jo- Jackson already has a special tax for water has for decades. Not true, Thomas. uh, We just reported that 1% additional sales tax was implemented in 2013, and that's just a a general sales tax just to raise uh, money that goes into the pot. It wasn't specifically earmarked uh, for water infrastructure. Uh, to my knowledge, is just the normal sales tax diversions uh, and uh, sales tax collections, I should say, that go into the city's coffers. That's the primary source of revenue, of course, to operate a, c- a city is sales tax. We know the problem with Jackson management. It is a joke. Call it what it is. So let's see here. City of Jackson. Ha- yeah, hold on a second. Uh, there was something else that I saw. Okay, here we go. Yep, this is Skip and Pearl says that uh, he received a text which he shared with us, or a message that he shared with us, that uh, provides some insight. It says the OB Curtis facility has already been shut down most recently for over two weeks prior to the recent flooding. Since the hard freeze back in January, it has been sporadically failing from budgetary mismanagement, inadequate equipment maintenance, and the departure of certified operators, all resulting in major equipment failure. The third and last remaining functioning pump failed last week. Well, I guess that would explain why we're experiencing such low pressure because one of the plants, as it sounds like, is virtually out of uh, commission. It was the lead story on the national news, he goes on to say, uh, networks this morning. City and state officials are this morning now blaming last week's record rainfall as the cause when in fact it has been in a state of fail for over seven months uh, yeah not surprised I'm not sure who's buying this idea that the flooding is the cause of uh, the water pressure problems and and uh, the the issue of not having potable water and being under a boil water notice for weeks now so I, I still say that uh, uh, you you got to have money. I mean, uh, there's just no other. First of all, you got no doubt. You need to have some competent leadership and a competent administration. But you got to have money. That's just the bottom line. This this is going to cost a lot. I think the mayor estimated 200 million. I think that's grossly on the low side. Uh, 200 million just doesn't sound to me like it's enough when you consider just how deep these problems are. Uh, My guess is it's more in the $500 million range. The $200 million won't get it done. But where's that money going to come from? If the state says they're willing to pitch in state taxpayer money, money that's been collected from residents throughout the state, my guess is we get a reaction much like we have been seeing with respect to the student loan forgiveness situation that, Uh, Only targeted people are benefiting and uh, lots of other people are footing the bill for it. And that's kind of what this situation would be. So this is a tough one. It will be interesting to see what happens. I I believe I saw Rhino reports that uh, members of the delegation and the state legislature, House and Senate side, that represent the city of Jackson are calling for a special session. Have you seen something about that? I I think I saw some reports on that. Senator David Blunt, for example, who represents part of Jackson, been on the program before, has has been uh, vocal in that. So uh, whether or not the governor would call a special session to address this issue, I don't know at this point. I haven't seen any certainly anything definitive. He's not said anything of which I am aware. So somebody check me out there. It's my understanding that those who represent the, uh, the city uh, in the legislature are, are imploring the governor to call a special session and try to address it, get something done. I so. was just
2: going back and, and double-checking the reasoning they gave for the 1% sales tax hike back in 2013, which was voted on in early 2014, yep. January 14th of 2014. Yep. And the Jackson leadership at the time was selling it as a way to improve infrastructure.
3: Well, sure, because, again, if you look at the major expenditures of a city, it it is police, it's fire. And and in the case where a city such as Jackson owns, essentially, and operates the water system, well, of course. I mean, those are major expenditures, the major expenditures, to operate a city. So uh, any money that goes into that, uh, any additional money that uh, comes to the city as revenue, one would think would be wisely appropriately allocated to the services this city is obligated to provide which includes police fire um, infrastructure that would be roads and bridges and water but clearly that's failed i mean it it does beg the question i don't know so much about fire protection don't see or hear a lot about that but the city's been unable to To uh, increase the staff that it says it needs for a properly functioning police department. Crime, obviously, is out of control. Everybody that drives through Jackson is familiar with a pothole situation. Did you see the report, Rhino? A school bus, the city of Jackson, Jackson Public Schools school bus, got stuck in a pothole. You see the pictures of that floating around? Literally bottomed out in a pothole and was unable to get out of the pothole. That's how bad that is. So we got road problems, we got crime problems. Now we got critical, serious water problems. I agree. Where, where's the money going? But at the it's same time, it's just hard
2: to get on board with throwing around these 200, 300, 400, 500 million dollar totals when the administration in the capital city can't seem to find their butt with both hands. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. they just got a ninety million dollar settlement from Siemens over the, the water, uh, bill processing. A no third doubt. of that went to attorneys. They spent less right. than ten million actually fixing the water problem. So you uh, got ninety I've, million. And you gave thirty million to the attorneys. You spent less than ten on fixing the problem.
3: Where'd the rest of it go? Yeah, I, I, and so it it uh, I think deserves a deep dive audit. Um, and keep in mind that with respect to the state auditor, the state auditor is only responsible for, for auditing entities where state monies are allocated and, uh, and and just the use of the state money so but it would make sense uh, obviously to commission, Someone to do a deep dive into that. Of course, that's all water under the bridge. That ain't going to fix the problems going forward. It it certainly would expose any sort of mismanagement. Maybe that could be used successfully in toppling the administration and 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 replacing them with someone uh, competent. Uh, certainly in the mayor's office. If the citizens understood, look how they have wasted your money and misspent it. No doubt uh, that is desperately needed. Uh, and and so on the ceasefire tax line by the way money for what I, I just said that uh, the mayor said 200 million I think it's much higher than that Rhino's pointing out that you know they have have uh, been in, um, in seen increased revenues that they just really haven't properly spent. But the, but the C Spire text line says, money for what? There's no plan to expand or repair the system. Plan is needed first. I totally agree. It uh, And I actually wrote something up on this uh, in my social media this morning that uh, this needs to be done uh, with oversight from a third party, and every single dollar, every single dime, every single project uh, needs to be procured through a comprehensive RFP. RFP process and it does not need to include the city standard minority business enterprise uh, participation requirement. That's just uh, terrible and ends up just wasting money. Time for a break right here on Middays. When we come back, we've got uh, Lisa Klutz, Director of the Community Development Growth Alliance. We're in West Point, Mississippi. Stay with us. Get the
4: buck to stop when you shop the Hunting Appreciation Event at Gattis McLaurin Feed Seed Hardware and Mercantile. September 8th through the 10th, the entire store 10% off. Live entertainment, free food and beverages, prizes, great deals all day long. Like generic Roundup, two and a half gallons, $79.99. Rice brand, 50 pound bag, $9.89. 13, 13, 13, 50 pound bag, 15.99, dollars And corn for $8.50. Get the buck to stop when you shop the Hunting Appreciation Event, September 8th through the 10th at Gattis McLaurin Feed Seed Hardware and Mercantile. Since 1871 in downtown Bolton.
15: We have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales & Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993. What if there was a paint that could
17: awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
11: Hey, there's hair on my head again!
17: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
8: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
18: This is the opening agri market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 440 to 112.76. March cotton was down 411 to 109.56. They opened the Chicago Board of Trade November. Soybeans were down 25 and three quarters to 1412 per bushel. January soybeans were down 26 cents to 1417 per bushel. December corn was down 8 cents to 675 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down 7 and a quarter to 680 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle was up 2 cents to 142.92. December live cattle was up 17 cents to 149.10. October feeders up 117 to 182.25, November feeders up 97 to 183.87. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 300 points, 31,799. I'm Dixie Williams. This is the Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
8: From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families, from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times, when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
0: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
8: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits, like our insurance in the 1940s, and fought to. Broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
9: Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk
0: Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
3: Welcome back everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are live in West Point, Mississippi. We're at the Mossy Oak Outlet uh, Center up here and joining us now in the Element Well Studios, Lisa Klutz, Director of Community Development with the Growth Alliance. Lisa, thanks for coming on. Big weekend.
6: Hey, it's always fun to have Super Talk in West Point during Prairie Arts to talk about the festival and all things West Point.
3: Yeah, we're we're excited to be here. So 44th annual. Yes. Yeah uh how did this get started and and has endured for 44 years that's really quite the milestone
6: it really um it started in 1979 bringing um artists to west point and it has just grown from there we have over 200 vendors of juried fine arts handmade crafts and food vendors
3: wow uh so it's this saturday
6: it's this saturday the September hours 3rd, are 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. Downtown West
3: Point. Downtown West Point. And folks, if you haven't been to downtown West Point, it's pretty cool. I I've, think so. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I've spent some time there. I like to play golf course over at Old Waverly and uh, Mossy Oak with my buddies. In fact, coming up here next weekend to do a little golf. A little golf trip. Wonderful. Up there. Yeah, always enjoy uh, visiting. And uh, But great shops, great restaurants, really a charming uh, downtown. Um, it it just looks like a great American city small town
6: it is we're a population of about 10,000 people Um, we have highway 45 running through West Point and I say get off the highway and get downtown to truly (laughs) discover West Point
3: gotcha so the Growth Alliance what what uh, is exactly your mission
6: the Growth Alliance is a big word for our Chamber of Commerce Main Street Association and tourism
3: yeah And uh, with respect to the event this Saturday, you get people from all over the place, don't you?
6: We do. From the artists that come regionally to people um, coming to the festival. whether they're coming directly to West Point or they're traveling through to the Mississippi State football game, yeah. um, we'd love to have them all. We have about a crowd of around 20,000 people throughout the whole day. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Um, the day starts with a 5K run at 8 a.m. Then the festival actually starts at 9 and goes through 4. Um, it, of course, vendors, food, music around every corner, That, like you said, um, activities for kids. And then right here at the Mossy Oak outlet is uh, the car show.
3: Gotcha. So, uh, what about the exhibitors? Those that uh, that uh, bring their art here.
6: Yes, we have um, painters and photographers. Um, we have jewelry vendors and woodworking. Uh, lots of crafts, things you may not have ever seen before. With 200 vendors, you can see a lot of art and crafts.
3: And as are a lot of these vendors, uh, Lisa, are they? Um, exhibitors that come every year they bring their art every year
6: we have a good mix of um, returning vendors your favorite returning vendors and then um, new vendors that have coming for the first time
3: and those that come for the first time that haven't been to West Point what's their reaction
6: we like to take care of them we want to make sure that <laughs> they come back that they are a returning vendor also yeah um, uh, we are excited to have so many people from so many areas coming through West Point to experience Prairie Arts Festival. Maybe even West Point for the first time.
3: And it uh, certainly has got to be a big uh, contributor to the economy of West Point as well. When you got so many visitors coming. Yes, in,
6: right? Yes, yes. Um, the, the tourism tax um, it surely benefits from a weekend in West Point. Yeah. Labor Day weekend. You said twenty
3: thousand. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's a lot, and and uh, football game too at state going on, right? It Saturday?
6: is. It's I think it's at six thirty. Yeah,
3: that sounds All right. So right. you
6: have plenty of time to come to the festival <laughs> first, and then head over to Starkville to tailgate.
3: All right. So besides the art, there's other activities as well, including for the children.
6: Yes. Um, what I'm excited about this year is that we're back to normal. Um, in 2020, we had to cancel because of COVID, and then last year, with the numbers spiking again, we had to make modifications, and so our hours were cut short and um, missed a few things, like the Prairie Arts Train. That's a staple. Yeah. But it's back this year, and we're back to normal hours, and um, so. The train is for all ages. Ride it with your family. Sure. Um, Then there's um, rides and vendors for kids. There's the Mechanical Bull. And uh, have you ever been on a Mechanical Bull? I personally have not it's harder than it looks it does (laughs) look hard i will agree yes so try that um and then there's pony rides and just there is something for everybody at prairie arts festival
3: and you got a little food to eat too huh
6: yes um there is a vendor that comes every year he's at one of our um, favorite returning vendors and he hand cranks homemade ice cream with a john deere tractor
3: oh wow (laughs) Mm -hmm. with a tractor (laughs) Yeah. yeah Uh, how's the economy doing at West Point? Uh, and how, how's it going with respect to businesses? What's their attitude?
6: Comparing our sales tax and tourism numbers, yeah. um, tax numbers, um, we have recovered. We're, we're maintaining. We're doing good.
3: Good. Mm-hmm.
6: Good. We, we have great... Optimistic
3: about the future? I, I'm always optimistic. Of course, optimistic. that's your job, and I agree with you. I am, too. Despite all our issues, I am, too. We've got to remain positive. Lisa Klutz, Director of Community Development with the Growth Alliance, has been our guest here. We're in West Point, Mississippi, because we're getting set for the West Point Prairie Arts Festival coming up this Saturday. Lisa, thanks for coming on and telling us about it. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll step aside for a break right here. we got Super Talk News, Fox News. Coming up next, when we return, it's Senator Angela Turner-Ford. She represents District 16, which includes Clay, Lowndes, Noxaby, and... You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
0: Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News.
19: I'm Chris Foster. President Biden gives a speech in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania this afternoon about reducing gun crime.
9: President Biden will again urge Congress to take more steps to combat gun violence.
20: He'll talk about how we have built on that momentum and how we must act on ban assault weapons.
8: Press Secretary Corrine John-Pierre says the president will also
19: highlight a plan to hire more police officers around the country. Fox's Jared Halpern, supporters of the Iraqi cleric Muqtada al-Sadr, are ending their protests in Baghdad at his request.
14: Iraq's military also announced an end to a curfew in the hopes that there may be an end to the street violence at least 30 people are reported dead from the unrest which started yesterday when al-sadr announced he would resign from politics
19: fox's tanya j powers water is being distributed in jackson mississippi a treatment plant failure has tap water unsafe to drink and running at very low pressure in some places there's concern about firefighting capabilities america's listening to fox news
22: I'm Caleb Sailors and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. During an emergency press briefing on Monday night, Governor Tate Reeves declared a state of emergency regarding Jackson's water crisis that has stemmed from a boil water notice that has been in effect for over a month. The Mississippi State Department of Health has also prepared an emergency order as the city's water pressure is insufficient to fight fires, flush toilets, and meet other basic needs. To help solve the problem, the state has created an incident command center for the OB Curtis water treatment facility. Governor Reeves has the details.
23: There is no silver bullet fix, but is a better shot at success. The state has created an incident command structure and is surging our resources to the city's water treatment facility and beginning emergency maintenance, repairs and improvements. We will do everything in our power to restore water pressure and get water flowing back to the people of Jackson.
2: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel?
24: Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember. Go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at
16: msboc.us.
8: All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required
14: by state and federal regulations.
12: Energy for everyone. Propane.
14: Visit mspropane.com. Despite being the poorest state in America, Mississippi has some of the highest paid public officials in the country. According to the latest FATCAP report from the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, almost half of the top 50 public officials' salaries are paid to school district superintendents with an average salary of over $175,000 a year. That's more than the Chief Justice of the State Supreme Court earns. CEO Douglas Carswell shared the intent of their annual report. We hope it triggers a debate. We need to improve public services in Mississippi, but every
8: time we do talk about that, it becomes a conversation about higher taxes and getting more federal dollars. What we want to draw attention to is the fact that the money is in the system. It's just not always spent in the best interest of the public.
14: To take a detailed look at the report, log on to supertalk.fm.
0: with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. And now, now. another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin
22: your transition now.
0: Now on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Top Mississippi. We are coming at you live from West Point, Mississippi. We're here because coming up this Saturday on September the 3rd, the 44th annual West Point Prairie Arts Festival. We just had uh, Lisa Klutz, Director of Community Development with the Growth Alliance give us, giving us a rundown of what that day is all about. 20,000 people gonna descend upon West Point for the festivities. She says it's all back to its uh, pre-COVID states, so should be a lot of fun. But joining us now here in the Element Well Studios in West Point is Senator Angela Turner Ford. She represents District 16, which includes Clay, which is the county. We are presently in Lowndes, Knoxville and Octibaha County. Senator, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Gerard. Thank you for the invitation. You bet. So, uh, big uh, Prairie Arts Festival coming up uh, this Saturday here in West Point. Hard to believe. 44 years. That means it's a good thing. It is absolutely a good thing. We look forward to it every year. Well, Lisa
20: surprised me when she said 20,000 coming in. It, it just it keeps growing. Yeah. It's growing, and um, I can remember... Oh, gosh, before I was 10 or 12 years old, attending some of the festivals and a cakewalk even. Yeah. And now it's just a, a sight to behold.
3: West Point's a great uh, small town in Mississippi. It seems to be a thriving, a, a vibrant uh, community. And uh, the downtown's really cool. I was talking to Lisa about that. Have uh, spent some time down there eating, shopping, and so forth. It's a pretty neat place. It's cozy. We like it. Yeah, It is. Yeah, a great place to hang out. Population of about 10,000. what she said yeah good schools as well
20: i agree and um you know people i think this is a nice a small town people like it here and for the most part i think we get along
3: well with each other i think so all right so senator what about the 2022 session were you pleased with the outcome
20: um i'm I'm glad it is over um of course i had some priorities that i I would have liked to see you know go a bit further but i think overall um i'm satisfied with it, and I've heard the same from the constituents. Okay,
3: well what's, uh, what's on tap for 2023? What are some of your priorities?
20: Well, one thing I would definitely like to see is for us to address those issues that strengthen families. Okay. Um, I, I think Medicaid expansion needs to be looked at closely. And if we can't accomplish that for, I would say, the general public, certainly um, providing additional care for uh, maternal Medicaid recipients is something I would like to see as well. believe we might need to look at the ARPA projects i think there are those who might be concerned about supply issues um availability of professionals to complete those projects so that that's another issue that I might that i believe we may look at in 2023
3: yeah and inflation there's been lots of reports about uh those projects having having been priced and and kind of um forecast at a certain level a cost level and and now as we get closer to actually procuring those services finding that the cost is quite a bit more
20: exactly and i think the engineers are struggling with it as they, they may get a get a price point at one point and then 3 or 4 months later it's changed so yeah. it's, it's difficult to manage
3: so you got to work through that so uh what about um, your political future senator are you planning to run for re-election
20: i do um, if, of course it's not my my call to make, but I'm going to make myself available. Okay. I will qualify, and it's up to the people to decide.
3: In any surprises you're thinking that might occur that uh, in the state of Mississippi with respect to the 2023, uh, 2023 statewide elections?
20: Not that I've heard. Okay. Um, I think we're all just kind of coasting to that <laughs> point, and, and there it seems to be a rather laid-back approach. I'm not hearing a whole lot. Yeah. And um, we'll just have to see if there will be any upsets.
3: Well, we don't uh, have a situation where the governor and the lieutenant governor are terming out. Exactly. So they they qualify. They are eligible to run for another term. All expectations are they intend to do so. haven't really seen anything definitive with respect to uh, either primary challengers uh, to Governor Reeves, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, or even who might. Um, step in on the Democrat side to oppose them in the general election. Anything that you can share that you know about?
20: I can't. Um, I've just heard some little (laughs) rumblings, but nothing I would say is um, based on anything reliable, so we're
3: just waiting. What about the redistricting process? You overall pleased with that? The way that went?
20: For the most part. um, You know, first we started with the redistricting of the congressional districts. right? And um, I think that pretty much came out as was to be expected. And um, I haven't heard a lot about anybody being terribly displeased okay. with his or her district as it currently exists.
3: Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of our take on it as well. There might be a, a, a couple of situations, but I think overall it, it seems to be accepted in a positive way. That's, that's a big hurdle you got to do every 10 years. You know, one thing that, that uh, didn't get done that uh, many people talk about, was uh, fixing our citizen initiated ballot measure process right so that's still outstanding we couldn't get the senate and the house to agree i think the primary sticking point there as i recall was the number of signatures required to get a ballot uh, measure certified and available for the folks to vote on Uh, is that going to be taken up again you think i certainly hope so
20: um i was i would say i guess a bit startled that we did not address it last session and hopefully there have been talks going on during the off-season and um, an agreement can be reached. The people definitely need an opportunity to I would say seek access to government and to have a voice and I would definitely like to see an initiative and referendum process restored.
3: Do you have a feeling one way or another about the number of signatures required? The Senate had a higher bar there.
20: Well I, I don't have um, a definitive answer on that. I okay. just think if, if it requires compromise, that's what we need to do. Okay.
3: And and what about um, the uh, the approach? And certainly from the House bill, that uh, a measure placed on the ballot would um, would affect statute only and not be able to amend the Constitution, which is the present law.
20: To some extent,
3: I agree with it. Okay. Um.
20: I. I do think um, when we're talking about matters that, um, that per- possibly have economic interest or are business related, okay. perhaps they should be reserved to statutory changes. Okay. And then when we're speaking of more um, issues that are addressed by the Constitution, such as um, restoration of the right to vote and those types of issues, I okay. think that there should be a way for the Constitution to be amended. So I, I see an approach, I would envision an approach that would allow both to be a big
3: okay all right so of course the legislature can place a measure on the ballot to amend the Constitution um, and, and still could even if a, a, a law was enacted that would permit the citizens to uh, change or create statute at the ballot box to a citizen-initiated measure but the citizens just would not have the power to put a measure on the ballot to amend the Constitution which is the only thing they can do now. Of course the Supreme Court said well that doesn't work either because you got bad math essentially so <laughs> that was out the window. Um, we got the midterms coming up as well on the national scene. Do you have any thoughts about that? You know that is an issue,
20: of, I'm just watching. Yeah. Um, I know that Mississippi is not as much a player in that this year um, with a lot of the talk that we're right. hearing. But um, I think that each person just has the opportunity to go in, cast his or her vote, and whoever's in control,
3: that's just what we're subjected to. It's the political process. Yeah, absolutely correct. Do you have any thoughts about uh, the president's recent action to cancel student debt? What have you heard from your constituents? What do you think?
20: I've, it's It's been a mixed bag. Of um, things that I've heard there are some who of course consider it to be a relief there are those who feel as though it doesn't go quite far enough yeah and then there are others who feel as though you know they've paid their student loan debt you know why why is this relief now being given and it's unfair to them The relief that has been issued by the president is what we have, and we we will just have to make it work.
3: You know, it's interesting you say that because that's been consistent with my anecdotal observations as well. There there are uh, feelings that come down on both sides of this. There doesn't seem to be any consensus in opposition or in support. It just depends on who you talk to, what their situation is, and kind of what their opinion is.
20: Exactly, and I guess maybe in this instance it's, it's best that it was not left to our
3: opinion. Uh, that certainly that seems to be the case. Of course, there might be some constitutional challenges. Who knows where that'll land? We'll have to let the courts sort all that out. Um, I, I've seen. Uh, legal opinions on both sides. That's typically what you have when you have lawyers opining on a complex matter like this. There's no consensus.
20: Right, and not just the lawyers. I mean, there's public outcry. That's true. So their consensus is being heard
3: as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's true. So do you feel like, of, uh, as we get to ready for a break here, we'll let you go. But before we go, do you feel like the 2023 session might be a bit lighter just because it is also election year?
20: I, I think that's a possibility. But what I would also say is when I went back and looked at some of the issues that we tackled in twenty twenty two, it was almost monumental in charge yeah, of there were we had a lot of Tough issues that we tackled. Yeah. So hopefully we will not have to address that those same issues in 2023. So I would anticipate it being lighter.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I, I have described it as a very active session. It was when I've had uh, members of the legislature and statewide leaders on the show. But Senator, always good to see you, and thanks so much for coming on, and uh, really congratulations on the success here with the uh, Prairie Arts Festival in West Point. I know it's going to be a big deal. Thank you, Senator.
20: I agree, and thank you to the Growth Alliance and miss Klutz. They did a great job.
3: Awesome. Senator Angela Turner-Ford has been our guest here on Middays, the Element Well Studios in West Point, Mississippi. We'll step aside and come right back.
0: This is Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
5: What's new, Dave?
0: New Nissan's are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats a Canon deal, nobody.
1: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs,
2: Here's John and Corey Ravenstein
24: for Juniker Jewelry Company. In Mississippi, hunting isn't a sport, it's a religion. All my
16: buddies grew up hunting and I don't miss a season today. Being a straight shooter, being safe. Honest and accurate in the field is the most important thing of all. It's exactly the same way when it comes to diamonds. You want a hunting buddy who can teach you all the secrets of the diamond business. So you really know diamond grading, the four C's, and how you get the most diamond for your hard-earned money. That's exactly what you get when you shop for your diamond at Jennifer Jewelry Company. As Mississippi's direct diamond importers, we're a target-rich environment. With ten times the diamonds you'll find in average stores. And Diamond for Diamond, the guaranteed best price in the state. And that's shooting you straight. Nine out of ten, Mississippi women agree. The more a man hunts, the more he needs
17: junikers. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
12: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Da-da-da. Now, on to the real part. Mike On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Once again, we are in West Point, Mississippi, because coming up this Saturday is the West Point Prairie Arts Festival. That's the 44th annual West Point Prairie Arts Festival. Appreciate Senator Angela Turner Ford for joining us here on Midday's. We're, by the way, we're at the Mossy Oak uh, Outlets here in West Point, just off the highway behind the uh, Hampton um, Inn. So come on and see us if you're in the area so Sam from Mount Hermon we've been talking about the Jackson water issues this morning and certainly we could all talk about what's happened in the past no doubt about it in in incompetent management leadership etc and and the bottom line is is that the city does not have a growing thriving economy and it's got a water infrastructure that is um, it has been in desperate need, and and water infrastructure, like all infrastructure, requires constant attention, constant maintenance. Money and resources have to be allocated, but properly spent, properly overseen, properly managed, uh, in in order to ensure those services are are viable and functioning, and uh, delivering for the citizens. No doubt there has been a failure in that. The same is the case with crime. Where the police department, city of Jackson, is grossly understaffed, has a difficult time uh, getting more officers on the rolls. Uh, there has, no doubt, I think, been to some degree a willingness to look the other way when crimes are committed and not prosecute. The city of Jackson does not even have a jail. There's no jail for any sort of temporary incarceration as the city uh, might do. And so those who were arrested and um, have to uh, be confined to jail, uh, end up in the neighboring counties or or in the county jail and even the neighboring county. It's my understanding. I don't know that for sure, but I know there's not a city, and I got that, by the way, from the lieutenant governor. There's not a jail anymore in the city of Jackson. And I remember as a child actually doing a tour of the Jackson Police Department and, and getting, a, from a distance of course, a view of the jail area. Well, that doesn't exist anymore in the city of Jackson. So it's crazy to think about that, the capital city, the largest city, not even having that. Sam from Mount Hermon, Louisiana says, hello Gerard, if the governor is going to help out the city of Jackson, why can't he appoint a certified person to oversee the ongoing problems with regards to the water situation? This way at least the problem may be solved and hopefully will not happen again. So. Um, It's a good point, uh, Sam, and honestly, I I have some thoughts about it that I would like to share, if you guys would indulge me. And this is just straight from um, something I posted on social media this morning. And that is about 0.1% of what uh, is the value of student debt loan forgiveness would fix the city of Jackson's water issues. 0.1%. Now, uh, that's a whole different issue, of course, but... Any funds, any money that uh, comes from revenue sources or any sources outside of the city's normal streams of revenue, if it's just transferred to them, given to them, it can't be done that way. It simply can't. You simply cannot rely on present uh, leadership to have control of those funds and uh, to spend them and act as a fiduciary for that money. In fact, I believe every project, every dollar, should be awarded through comprehensive RFPs requests for proposals scored by an unrelated third party with no connection to or no financial and no financial interest in the city or state and there should be no requirements for minority business enterprise participation that's where all the corruption occurs no requirements it's just comprehensive well formed Well constructed requests for proposals for the various projects that first need to be identified and commissioned. Identified and commissioned. And then those need to be awarded through a comprehensive RFP process with no bull and in the open and totally transparent to awarded to the best and lowest vendor, the best value. Not necessarily the lowest bid, not the highest bid, not your buddy, not the one with the most minority participation, the one that provides the best value. And that should be determined based on quantitative scoring, a quantitative scoring matrix. We're not reinventing the wheel here, this has been around for a long time. So that's that's the, uh, that's the the procurement approach. All of this should be overseen by a, uh, an oversight panel, a, th- a third-party independent oversight panel that would oversee the entire process and by the way, uh, contracts that would be awarded and voted on based on the RFP scoring, which would be done by third parties that have no interest and no connection to the city or the state. Those contracts should be negotiated with ironclad terms and conditions, which include rigorous acceptance testing and deliverables-based milestone payments authorized by multiple parties, routed through and dispersed by a trustee to the contractors. The contract should also include performance bonds, of course. This is pretty common. But this independent oversight panel should oversee the entire process. That's the way it works. In other words, the City of Jackson Management Administration elected leaders should have zero, zero connection to this. Uh, other than to, to be perhaps consulted for input to be kept abreast of the process and to be perhaps involved in the commissioning of the projects process but should have no uh, they should not receive the money directly they should have no authority to, to dis- disperse that money and no authority to award uh, the contracts that's got to be done by a, a qualified independent uh, panel is the way that should work now how that panel should be formed and who should appoint those That's going to require some thought some careful thought But there should be checks and balances involved in that and and all of this by the way should be transparent available 100% to the public Through through the entire process at every step along the way and in every dollar should be subject to independent third-party audit I mean every invoice, every payment should be tested by independent third-party auditors. In fact, maybe multiple auditors just to be on the safe side. Just an idea, and this is, this is the way that um, good business is done. This is another situation where you just apply standard good business practices to government. And that's what ought to happen, my view. Um, it's a sad situation, honestly. And, and there are problems, Paul Meridian says, Meridian has problems also. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm sure of that, uh, Paul. Uh, the problems are uh, widespread like this, and if you look at, cities across this nation there's all sorts of questions about well, where the heck did all the money go how did you get to this situation There's aging dilapidated infrastructure be it roads bridges water et cetera uh... a crop that is plaguing uh, uh, uh... cities across america and there just doesn't seem to be uh, any uh... i guess any action taken that would truly shape these things up solve this problem fix it And then maintain it but uh, just sending money as in the as uh, was the case for example with the American Rescue Plan just showering them with money no confidence that that money is wisely spent appropriately spent accounted for in a transparent way and let's face it that's on the taxpayers uh, dime Uh, it's just adding to our debt is all it's doing um, which is already at $31 trillion. So anyhow, uh, maybe some folks are listening that uh, liked the idea. I hope you folks did as well. This is, by the way, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. This is just standard business procurement practice. Is all it is. It's just it's standard business operation. It's standard oversight of business expenditures. This obviously should apply. Uh, to government as well. Too much of it is done behind closed doors. You guys know that. Too much of it is done subject to all sorts of external influence. Too much of it is done without the public being aware. And too much of it, uh, too much power, honestly, is conferred to those who are elected by the people. And the people trust that those people uh, who are elected will will, uh, act in their best interest and watch out. Uh, for their their uh, their well-being and their welfare, and wisely, appropriately, and honestly and truthfully invest that money to produce value for them, the citizens. But they, they just, unfortunately. These these political races, their popularity contests, they are heavily influenced by all sorts of, of empty talking points and rhetoric that gets everybody all fired up. Mainly what they get everybody all fired up uh, about is just the other people. The other side. All, the, the president. I'm going to talk about that today, by the way. The president of the United States. He's going to... Uh, Talk about the soul of the nation. The soul of the nation in a prime time speech. Now this is a guy who just last week uh, called half the country everybody that doesn't support him, that supported Trump, essentially considers himself a conservative Republican. He just labeled them all as fascists last week. Oh, but he was going to unite the nation? Just how silly is that when you think about it? We got uh, a break coming your way right now. The Element Well Studios, once again, are in West Point, Mississippi. We're here because the Prairie Arts Festival is going to be happening this Saturday. We'll step aside and we'll be right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 73. Wednesday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Thursday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
17: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
1: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs
15: Frederick Sales & Service The Choice in Outdoor
25: Equipment, serving you since 1993.
22: I'm Caleb Sailors and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. During an emergency press briefing on Monday night, Governor Tate Reeves declared a state of emergency regarding Jackson's water crisis that has stemmed from a boil water notice that has been in effect for over a month. The Mississippi State Department of Health has also prepared an emergency order as the city's water pressure is insufficient to fight fires, flush toilets and meet other basic needs. To help solve the problem, the state has created an incident command center for the OB Curtis Water Treatment Facility. Governor Reeves has the details.
23: There is no silver bullet fix, but is a better shot at success. The state has created an incident command structure and is surging our resources to the city's water treatment facility and beginning emergency maintenance, repairs, and improvements. We will do everything in our power to restore water pressure and get water flowing back to the people of Jackson.
8: From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families, from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times, when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
0: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
8: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits, like our insurance in the 1940s, and fought distribution broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
3: Mickey Dolan's on the vocals there. The monkeys bumping us into this segment here on middays. We're in West Point, Mississippi for the Prairie Arts Festival that's coming up this Saturday, the 44th annual Prairie Arts Festival. Going to be a big old deal. So, uh rhino I I don't know why I just had a wild hair and started doing a little research on the monkeys remember that from my childhood you, you reminded me of it when you played that uh, the bumper music there that may be well maybe my favorite monkey song there Um so caught an interview done a few years ago with the only surviving monkey and that would be Mickey Dolan's and uh, Mickey shared a lot of insight into the formation of the band, which, of course, was created for TV. And uh, he said that when they were performing, I think two years, 56 episodes, as I recall, is what he said they produced, that they were obviously uh, acting and, and producing the television series, but also playing concerts. He said they were getting paid $400 a week. $400 Four hundred dollars a week, which included not only their their work uh, on the set there to produce the television show, but also their concerts. Four hundred bucks a week—that's what Mickey Dolan said. And so, of course, they didn't write the music for the most part. It was just, they were just handed to them. Here's your music. Go play this. They had a little bit of musical ability, more more vocals than anything else. That was kind of that era, where you you had bands that uh, were really just kind of. Created more for show than they were for their musical talents, but I just thought that was interesting. Four hundred bucks a week, four hundred bucks. Uh, in the meantime, those zany folks out in California, they got something going on that I thought you might be interested in. Uh, how many times have you heard the call for a fifteen-dollar minimum wage? Got to have fifteen dollars. Okay, so the, the legislature in the great state of California recently passed a bill this is incredible that would create a government panel that would set wages for fast food workers in the state There are half a million fast food workers in California half a million 500,000 so this bill would establish a panel with members who would be appointed by the governor and also legislative leaders Composed of workers union representatives employers and business advocates and they would set hourly hourly wages for the state's half a million fast-food workers at $22 next year 22 bucks So you're talking about a $12 Big Mac if you get wages for fast-food workers to 22 quick math that's 45,000 bucks a year to flip burgers 45,000 so this board of political cronies would actually set wages for an entire business sector this is this is blatant this is hard socialism this is this is exactly what socialism is defined as that is a central central planning by a body of bureaucrats. We're going to tell you who you're going to hire, how much you're going to pay them, how much you're going to produce, and who's going to get it. This is central planning. This is central control. This is blatant socialism in its most egregious form. Imagine you're in business and the government... We already have these crazy minimum wage laws which which of course vary from state to state and there is still a federal minimum wage. there, there are a few states that still adhere to that. Mississippi being one of them. What's that? Seven and a quarter an hour, I think. Rhino uh, federal minimum wage. But uh, nonetheless, this is the government. This is a state government forming a board of bureaucrats that will dictate to an entire industry what they will pay the workers in that industry. And that this is just the start. So there's some on the right who uh, economists who say this literally could kill the fast food industry in the state this is just crazy this kind of stuff really does grind my gears while we're talking about it we spent a fair amount of time the last uh, few days discussing Joe Biden's action to eliminate student debt cancel student debt for all those who make less than hundred and twenty five thousand dollars Uh, An individual, $250,000 in a household, $10,000 of of student debt, wiped off the books, $20,000 if you also received a Pell Grant. Once again, that does not pay for the Pell Grant. Pell Grant was free. It's a grant. It pays an additional, it's an additional $10,000 to pay on your debt. So the question was asked of our brilliant vice president by a reporter, who's going to pay for this? We might have some sound here for you. Listen to what she says. So what she said was um, that uh, she never answered the question. She totally avoided the question. And in fact, all she said was, well, the same people that are mad about the student debt cancellation are also the very people uh, who, got you got it?
5: Who specifically is putting the bill
12: for student loan forgiveness? We haven't gotten a concrete answer from the administration yet. Well, let's start with this. First of all, uh, a lot of the same people who are criticizing what we rightly did in following through on a commitment that we made um, to forgive student loan debt uh, are the same people who voted for a tax cut for the richest Americans. So when we look at who is benefiting from this, 90 percent of the people who are going to benefit from student loan forgiveness make under $75,000 a year. And that debt has been the reason that they're unable to start a family, buy a home, and pursue their piece of the American dream.
3: Unbelievable. So we're back to this tired old talking point that the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act signed into law in 2017 by President Trump. All it did was just give tax breaks to the wealthy, which is complete horse hockey. You see, the problem is, as Jethro Bodine says not times not equal not you can't get a tax reduction it's not even a tax break I hate that term I've said that before allowing you to keep your own money is not a break that's not a loophole that is right and just and moral instead what never gets pointed out is that half the households in this country don't pay any income taxes therefore they can't get a tax break you multiply naught by naught, you get not. Only people who pay taxes can see a reduction in their taxes, but that's not what they want. What they want is to send them more money. They call that a tax break. It's not. It's redistribution. It's welfare. Earned income ta- tax credit, child tax credit, the other various tax credits. That's just money that you, it it doesn't even really, there's no requirement to have any offsetting tax liability. You don't have any tax liability? Here you go, two grand. Child tax credit. Earned income tax credit. Fifty-seven percent of the households in this country paid no income tax last year. I get so mad about this this tired old left-wing talking point. We gave all the tax breaks to the wealthy. Well, because they're the only people that pay any taxes. You don't get a break when you don't pay any taxes. What do you want to do? Send more money? Don't answer that because the answer is yes. What they want is to to take more from those at the upper end of the income scale and send more. Not reduce taxes for those on the lower end of the scale. Send more money to them in the form of checks, which is what the Earned Income Tax Credit does, and the Child Tax Credit, and these other various credits as well. Now you're going to have dead gum um, EV tax credits. You're going to have all these green energy tax credits. This is just sending money is all it is. It's going to be, as you know, you know it's going to be fraught with all kinds of of abuse and fraud. But that uh, obviously really does upset me when I hear them continue to pounce on that stupid old talking point, which is totally wrong because there's no doubt that even those... At the lower end, um, and and as you progress through the to the middle strata of income, they got tax breaks. They got a tax reduction. I'm going to stop using the word break. That's a dumb word. They also received a tax reduction because the uh, standard exemption was doubled. The the in the and the tax rates and the tax bracket structure was completely changed. And in fact. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act actually removed, took more people off the tax rolls. But the Democrats will never admit that. Of course they benefited from it. I challenge anybody, anybody out there, keep your income the same and run your income through a tax calculator prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Run it through a calculator after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Keep all the data constant. Keep the... Revenue constant, keep your income, keep your deductions constant, your, your marital status. Keep everything constant. Put it through there. Guarantee you, you will see that you got a reduction in your income taxes. Many, zero, went from paying some to zero. They just won't tell the dead gum truth about it. And it aggravates me to no end. And Kamala Harris doesn't have a clue how income taxes work. Zero. This a tired old talking point that gets the left all riled up gets me riled up too because she's lying. And that's what gets me mad. But elected officials, especially the Vice President, should not lie. We'll step aside and take a break right here on Middays. When we return, John Turner, marketing and public relations for Four County. Stay with us. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission.
19: Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone
26: else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi.
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
9: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at bennelson.com.
18: This is the midday agri-market report. The first ship carrying grain from Ukraine for people in the hungriest parts of the world has docked at the Horn of Africa port as areas of East Africa are badly affected by deadly drought and conflict. Food security experts call it a drop in the bucket for the vast needs in the worst hit corn countries of Somalia, Kenya, and Ethiopia, the nation where this first shipment is going. But the flow of grain from Ukraine for other hungry parts of the world is expected to continue with another ship departing today. For Yemen. World food programs as the first shipment of grain will be shipped over land to northern Ethiopia, where millions of people have been affected by the country's Tigray conflict, as deliveries by road and air have been suspended among the fighting sparked again last week between Tigray forces and Ethiopian forces, but Ethiopia's neighboring Amhara and Afar. Regions are also expected to benefit from the twenty three thousand metric tons of grain. I'm Dixon Williams with is the Supertalk Mississippi AgriNews Network.
0: You know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
2: Hey, Lucky Buck here. It's time to have more fun, more often. That's right, my little buckaroos. The Mississippi Lottery will begin drawing cash three and cash four twice a day. But wait, there's more. Add the fireball feature and you can increase your winnings and increase your odds of winning. More times to play cash three and cash four more ways to win with fireball ah, sounds like a winner to me have fun y'all gambling problem call
9: 1-800-522-4700 it's Richard Cross. be sure to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on Super Talk jackson 97.3 you know what that
0: means middays with gerard gibbert we'll do it live
3: Back everyone. Midday Super top Mississippi. Once again up in West Point Mississippi. We're here because coming up this Saturday the West Point Prairie Arts Festival. The 44th annual West Point Prairie Arts Festival. Going to be a big day. Uh, joining us now is John Turner, Marketing and Public Relations with uh, Four County Electric Power Association. John, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having me. So, uh, big weekend plan here in West Point this coming Saturday. Yeah, is, always. It's always a, a case deal. on Labor Day weekend, right? That's right. 44th annual. Yep. One Impressive. One of the oldest, most
13: respected, most beloved festivals in the state, and we're glad to be a sponsor of it.
3: Yeah, well, uh, as you know, we had uh, Lisa Klutz on earlier, the Director of Community Development with the Growth Alliance. Alliance, and uh, she said expecting 20,000 to come in here
13: yeah we hope so it's always a good sign event of course everybody's really ready to get back out and yeah. see people again yeah so that's a big deal I
3: think Well, it. that's what she said everything is back to the pre-covid uh, situation that's so right that ought to be a lot of fun so yeah we're looking forward to it talking electricity and uh, broadband yeah, so tell us about that. Are you guys participating and how are you doing there, rolling out your broadband?
13: Oh, uh, we are participating. We'll be out there with the booth talking about the electric side and the broadband side and Man, I tell you, broadband is going like nobody's business. Uh, you know, when we started this two years ago, we had no idea the impact it was going to have in the community. And, you know, we have we started from scratch almost exactly two years ago today uh, with the, the Mississippi Cares Act. Uh, gave us some funding to start a couple of uh, three pilot programs out in our most rural areas, which was kind of the point of all this. Uh, and, uh, you know, since then, we've hooked up 6,000 customers, and we're... Almost 90 percent through with our uh, mainline construction build-out so we're really excited. And Clay County is almost completely
3: done. Okay, primarily using fiber.
13: Fiber to the home, For, to that's the right. home. Okay, yep.
3: all the way through the last mile. That's uh, right. to the address. Yep, it okay. is the
13: most robust, fastest internet you'll be able to get.
3: What about the electronics to terminate the fiber? Are you guys providing that as well? Customer supplies that. You've got some specifications. No, so we've and... got
13: all that now. Of course, a customer, sometimes folks have a system that they want to use. They're doing something out of the ordinary. But yes, we bring all the material in there. We are a full-service Internet service provider.
3: Okay. So you you configure it, set it up, test it, make sure it works before you leave. Yep. Of course, customers uh, have uh, the ability to contact you for support. Oh, yeah, that's right. have any issues whatsoever. And
13: and that's been the nice thing uh, because what we found out since we got into the business is that uh, Internet service providers as a whole, people hate them. They are the lowest-ranked service provider. So we're concerned about that. But we're bringing that same service that we are known for for the last 80 years on the electric side to the broadband side. And when you call us up, you're not talking to somebody. You're talking to the same folks that live and work here and work in the next office for me uh, that you do on the electric side.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, So you said 6,000 have been connected thus far, is that right? That's right. How many do you service?
13: We service, we have a little more than 50,000 meters out there,
3: so it'll be roughly
13: that same amount of potential customers. Okay.
3: Well, the good news is, is, as you guys are well aware, is this technology, uh, certainly network technology in that regard, has advanced quite a bit, so it's it's a lot... uh, uh, Easier to maintain. It's certainly easier to uh, to monitor and manage, and a whole lot more reliable than right. it used to be.
13: No, so. it, and, and it's so impactful too. You know, with that change in in that better technology and that more reliability, means that now that folks that live in Montpelier and Wren and and places like that around Mississippi, those little places, they're going to have the best internet service they can possibly have, and that means we've even seen folks moving back to the area now because they can have fiber broadband and they can work online, they can do telehealth. Uh, all those things so it's it's really uh, it's pretty impressive it's exciting
3: yeah i mean that is so especially when you when you hear people saying yeah we came back because now uh we can do this and we prefer to live here that's right as opposed to moving away and we only did that because we couldn't get uh, high-speed internet
13: that's right we actually have somebody on the system right now who's got the service who works for a uh believe it's a bank in germany you know wow. and they're living in rural mississippi wow
3: well, certainly, uh, the pandemic is, is kind of uh, giving rise to a whole new form of work uh, from a remote uh, perspective. Lots of people that I know as well that live in Mississippi and work for companies that are a long way away, but they're able to perform their job functions. In some cases, that works. Works effectively, but they can't do it unless they can connect. That, that's, right. it, that's what has enabled uh, that reality, and that's just going to keep getting bigger that's and right. better, uh, as you guys know. But you're, you're uh, taking the approach of of installing fiber and of course fiber has way more capacity honestly the the physical medium itself than, than what you're utilizing to provide internet so you're, you're future-proofed to some extent you can scale it
13: to some extent that's exactly right so and and you know we did a lot of that research to see what might be the next thing is there something that's going to supplant fiber yeah. and yeah. we just couldn't see it you yeah. know every other medium has its drawback satellite just I don't care how low you get unless you're sitting in my backyard. You're still subject to the weather and yeah. and that sort of stuff. And and so we're excited.
3: Yeah, light's pretty fast still. It is pretty <laughs> fast. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, John Turner, the marketing and public relations uh, with Ford County Electric Power Association. Thanks for coming on, John. Thank you, John. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. You got it. We'll step aside for a break right here. It's top of the hour. That means Super Talk News, Fox News, uh, in the next hour at 12:37, Rod Bobo, the mayor of West Point. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com.
19: I'm Chris Foster. The Justice Department plans to respond today to former President Trump's request for an independent review of documents seized from his home. A federal judge in Florida hears arguments Thursday. She will then make the decision if a special master is necessary. She, of course, will take into account a court filing from DOJ indicating federal prosecutors have already gone through the evidence. Fox's David Spunt. The Navy says Iran's military has seized and then released an American drone flying over the Persian Gulf. More kids are back in school this week. A study finds fewer have the option of attending remotely.
12: A study from the nonprofit Center on Reinventing Public Education found 31% of the nation's largest school districts will continue using remote options that were established during the pandemic. 35 would scrap remote options altogether. 34 would use the remote learning methods that they were using before the pandemic.
19: Fox's Gianna Gelosi. America's listening to Fox News.
9: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105, call today.
1: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs,
24: I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. As the city of Jackson faces its second water crisis in a span of just two years, the State Department of Health has issued an emergency order regarding the city's drinking water supply. The declaration was made Monday morning around 10 o'clock upon discovery of an insufficient number of operators as well as maintenance staff at both the JH Fuel and the OB Curtis water treatment plants. Low levels of water water and low water pressure was also discovered at both plants. The order, which will be in effect for at least 120 days, instructs the city of Jackson and its employees to comply fully with the state as response teams and other contractors come in and attempt to remedy the situation. When a full list of water distribution sites becomes available, you can find it on supertalk.fm. With Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm J.T. Mitchell.
9: MississippiAble.com.
5: I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming.
4: Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. I think he's having a nightmare
8: no this is part of his lesson plan he's trying to show us that calling mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy you can do it with
9: your eyes closed call 811 two days before you dig and let's have zero damages zero injuries
14: Madison residents Jim Denson and Richie Denson set a state record by bagging an alligator that measured 10 feet 2 inches long Sunday on the Pearl River. The catch set the Mississippi record for the longest female alligator. Ricky Flint, with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, described this as a bittersweet moment.
18: You kind of think about, wow, this alligator literally could be 75 to 100 years old. But at the same time, mark recapture projects like this have been so vital to wildlife biologists all across the world. Uh, and and the use and value of hunters and uh, hunting alone, to be able to contribute and get that information back to us that otherwise biologists never would be able to attain by marking animals and getting information from harvest of hunters, finding out where they are, how much they've grown, how much they've developed, all these types of things, this biological information.
7: Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites.
2: Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Since April 1st, Blue Cross has excluded UMMC from its network, potentially forcing you to pay more or drive further for care. You deserve better access and more convenience from your health plan. Learn more at
7: UMMCCares.com. The first ever Good News Gospel Festival will take place on the lawn at Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, September 3rd. The Good News Gospel Festival will celebrate the rich heritage of gospel music in the Mississippi Delta, featuring performances by the Grammy-winning Mississippi Mass Choir and many more. To learn more about this free community event, as well as other upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Hour three of midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We are live from West Point, Mississippi because we got the West Point Prairie Arts Festival. That is coming up this Saturday here in West Point, the 44th annual. The Element Well Studios have been relocated to West Point. The big Super Talk uh, RV right uh, in my eyesight here, driven up here by Scary Gary, as is always the case. Don't forget Jubilation's Cheesecakes and Coffee House providing lunch for the crew today. We really appreciate that. And, of course, uh, we are in the Element Wealth studio, so you need to call Element Wealth at 601-957-6006 or go to myelementwealth.com to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Speaking of which, uh, Rhino, would you please get the dang kangaroo to quit hopping around? Jeez. If only it yes. were in my power. Oh, gosh. Uh, yesterday, uh, not cool with respect to uh, the markets. Today, uh, also uh, trending downward, at least thus far. Friday, huge sell off after Fed Chairman Jay Powell came out and said he was going to, quote, forcefully fight inflation. And uh, that's a big old problem for the markets, because that means we're going to keep on raising rates. I'm going to say it again, though. He can keep raising rates, which is the only tool he has. He can keep raising rates all that he wants in an effort to curtail demand as a way to fight inflation. But there's nothing he can do to promote supply. And the main driver, I believe, of inflation is the supply of oil and the price, I should say, of oil. And that is a function of more demand than there is supply. And that's because we have an administration who has declared abject war on the fossil fuels industry. Even Elon Musk came out yesterday and uh, said, of course, he is the CEO of the largest maker of electric vehicles. And he came out and said, we can't abandon fossil fuels. We need them we need them to function as a society for a long time by the way totally agree this is short-sighted it is absurd what they are uh, doing to us uh, with respect to this genuflecting at the altar of the Green New Deal it is really truly insane and it's affecting us all but Kamala Harris of course says well we're gonna pay for this student loan forgiveness well, she never said, oh, excuse me, sorry, because she because it's not being paid for. And here's the thing. I know a lot of folks out there, including me, are upset at the president's action here just with the stroke of a pen. Oh, wipes out $10,000 of student de- student debt for targeted recipients. First, it's only people that have student debt. Second, only the presently have student debt, not past student debt, not future student debt. Present student debt. Second, only those whose income is below one hundred fifty thousand dollars as an individual, uh, excuse me, one hundred twenty-five thousand, one hundred twenty-five thousand as an individual, two fifty as a family qualify. So there's an there's an income test, but the vast majority of those who will benefit have an income of seventy-five thousand dollars and below. So. Uh, the the president comes out with a stroke pen and says, "Be gone with ten thousand dollars." And if you, by the way, if you had a Pell Grant, there's an extra ten to apply to your debt. And so a lot of people are upset and say, "Well, that's not fair to just to to put that burden on the taxpayers." Well, I agree, except or that I should have to pay for it. Except, let's think about that for a second. Let's think about that for a second. First, you're not going to get a bill from the government. They're not going to say, "Here's your bill for your part." Of student debt it's not gonna happen your taxes aren't going to go up unless a the Democrats uh, retain control and have the trifecta in which case they're likely they've already said it they're going to raise taxes but unless you're in the upper incomes you're likely to get more tax reductions that is their plan more burden on the upper level incomes less taxes being paid in at the lower levels already as we mentioned earlier 57 percent of the households in this country paid no taxes last year what they want to do is put the entire burden of taxation of revenue generation on a sliver of the population that's what they want to do no doubt about it if they don't if they don't maintain control if they don't maintain and the only reason they're not getting that done now is because Joe Manchin and Cinema won't agree to that. But if they were to get more seats in the Senate and maintain to offset Manchin and Cinema and and maintain control of the house with Biden in office, they've already said it. Yeah, we're going to we we are going to raise taxes on the higher incomes and give uh, uh, provide lower taxation to the lower income levels. But if that doesn't happen, then in 2025, the Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, I keep bringing this up because nobody's talking about it, 2025, it expires. That's because no Democrats would support it. If they could have gotten some Democrats to support it when Trump was in office, we could have gotten the required 60 votes in the Senate to pass it as regular legislation, which means it would have been permanent instead of going through the budget reconciliation process which required it to stand the test of the parliamentarian to pass it with a simple majority in the senate through the budget reconciliation process. This goes away in three years. This goes away in three years. That means everybody's taxes are going up in three years unless that plan is acted on and extended. But the Democrats plan is to increase taxes dramatically On the higher levels of income and lower taxes and put even more people on the rolls of those who pay no taxes that's what they want to do unbelievable just unbelievable Uh, so the president is set however to go to the nation that's coming up uh, later on this week I think it may be Thursday if I'm not mistaken He is going to go on the prime time. Yes, this Thursday. And he's going to talk about the fight for democracy and the continued battle for the soul of the nation. You're going to get more rhetoric. And he's going to, once again, he's going to absolutely denounce, blast, demean half the country with this crazy rhetoric. What is he talking about? The... uh, Uh, the MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans, they want to take your rights away. They want you to show your ID when you vote. They actually respect the Constitution, the flag, our founding, our legacy of capitalism and free markets and opportunity. Those Those MAGA Republicans, we can't let them have control he's gonna talk about all the progress that he's made as a nation to protect our democracy and then he's gonna pounce on republicans for wanting to strip us of our rights and freedoms they're under attack Oh, you know because those of us on the right don't think you ought to have the unfettered ability to abort a baby at any time at any point for no reason whatsoever that's attacking your freedoms he will make it clear that he is fighting for your rights fighting for those freedoms and fighting for our democracy that is uh, what I think that that actually came from an official by the way from from the White House who wanted to remain anonymous (laughs) that official previewed the expected context of the speech MAGA Republicans They embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. That's what Joe Biden said last week. This is so disturbing in my view. uh, Wait, I thought this guy was supposed to unite us. He was supposed to be just a kind, gentle moderate. Just a grandfather, right? Really? But he's calling half the country fascist? Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. The only way to truly gain control of the oil issue, issue this is on the ceasefire text, text line, is to nationalize the oil industry and give American, America control of its own energy, no more cartels. Well, I'm not sure what you mean by nationalize the oil industry, but that would mean we'd have to uh, build, install numerous refineries, that could handle the oil that we produce because we still send about seven million barrels a day overseas for refining we import about the same into this country for refining refining so there's no alignment with the refining capacity and the grade the category of oil produced that comes out as crude in its raw form this is a misunderstood concept and uh, in doing a lot of research on this. It's it's became clear to me that's how it works. So it's a refinery. Remember, Exxon said we're never going to have another refinery built in this country because the the government's at war with the industry. They don't want any more. We will step aside for a break right here on midday's. The Element Well Studios is in West Point, Mississippi, for the West Point Prairie Arts Festival coming up Saturday. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
7: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
17: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly
2: from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift capacity fuel efficiency and built-in weight so get zero down zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra the world's number one selling tractor Mahindra available at the tractor store in Richland
11: Hit the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination handling, tax title license, etc.
8: Price terms and vehicle availability made vary. See dealer for limited warranty and program details. Offer ends 9 3022.
2: I'm Mason Irby, your Madison County Edward Jones financial advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Madison Central Football on Supertalk Jackson. Call me, Mason Irby, at 601-616-6872 or visit edwardjones.com for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, member SIPC.
9: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
4: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. ready.
0: Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi.
22: Two, three, four.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi, West Point, Mississippi. That's where we are today. We're here because coming up this Saturday is the 44th Annual Prairie Arts Festival. It gets underway at 9 o'clock, goes to 4. There's a 5K run, starts at 8. Come early and shop. Over 200 vendors, including fine arts, handmade crafts, down home, southern cooking, as well as Kid Town. Live music around every corner something for every member of the family to enjoy that is the Prairie Arts Festival 44th annual West Point Mississippi so just to continue this discussion about the uh, the narrative the talking points the reaction I guess probably a better way to put it from those who say well what about me and my student loans I paid them off Uh, what about me I didn't go to college I, I agree. Honestly, stuff like this, because it's a situation where the government has extended its its reach into areas it should not be. It has prompted maybe the most "what I've ever seen. Really, what about? What about? What about? And, and it's on both sides. Honestly, it's what about Donald Trump? What about those who got the big tax breaks under Donald Trump? What about? What about? And then from the right, uh, or those who didn't benefit, or those who argue, such as me, who are not happy, uh, and think this is bad policy. And uh, this unilateral action by the president is just too powerful, too much. What about? I didn't didn't borrow any money to go to college. I didn't go to college. I don't want to pay for somebody's education. And then you've got those who say, well, what about the amount I have? It's $100,000. You're only giving me ten. I mean, it's just crazy. It's all over the map. No consensus. Well, let's dig a little deeper into this. First, like I said, you're not going to get a bill. The government's not going to send you a bill that says $2,000 to pay for somebody else's education. Not going to happen. Your taxes are going to go up. Not going to happen. The vast majority of those listening, unless you're way up there, and the Democrats maintain control or we don't extend the Trump tax cuts your taxes aren't gonna go up so so how does it get paid for well the reality is it doesn't it just gets lapped onto the 31 trillion dollars of debt we have well somebody's gotta pay that back no never be paid back never well we owe all these foreign nations no of the 31 trillion of outstanding debt only about 8 trillion is owed to countries abroad the largest foreign nation holder of our debt contrary to what most believe Japan at 1.2 trillion 1.2 trillion they own about three and a half percent next in line China a lot of people think oh we owe all that money to China we don't one trillion now I'm not saying one trillion is nothing it's a lot of dead gum money but that's not actually accurate well, so who do we owe? Ourselves. You know all that money printing we talk about? Everybody's familiar with that. The Fed just has a printing press. They just keep printing money, and that's driving inflation. Absolutely. Expands the money supply. Too many dollars chasing too fewer goods equal inflation. That's the classic definition of it. We owe ourselves, folks. Well, what does that mean? So here's the way it works. The Federal Reserve the Federal Reserve loans it to the Treasury and instructs the Treasury to print it. It's crazy the cycle. It's um, it's a circular loop. The Fed instructs the Treasury to print the money that it then loans to the Treasury. That's crazy, I know. So, yeah, we owe ourselves. That's why we'll never pay it back. We're, we're paying on our debt to the foreign nations every day. We're paying on it. but. We'll never pay it back in that we just keep lapping on to it. How do we do that? Well, let's think about it. During the Trump administration, we added about seven trillion. We started out at about 19 trillion when Trump took office. But during the COVID 2020 era, everybody panicked and he signed off on two bills, one of them, the CARES Act, $2.2 trillion, the biggest single piece of legislation in terms of government spending ever enacted 2.2 trillion now just for contrast we all got bent out of shape including me when Barack Obama passed the stimulus plan remember that the American Rescue and Recovery Act that was back in 2009 first thing he did and that was in response to the banking crisis that was 800 a mere eight hundred and eighty seven billion dollars Trump signed off on $2.2 trillion. And by the way, 96 to 0 was the vote on the CARES Act in the U.S. Senate. In the House, it was 4, 9, 419 to 6. Three Republicans voted nay, three Democrats voted nay. And uh, so that uh, that got signed off on. And then we had massive amount of bond buying, i.e. money printing, by the Fed. So about $7 trillion in total got lapped onto our debt. And then here comes Joe Biden. What's the first thing he does? He passes the American Rescue Plan. That's another $1.9 trillion. Who pays for that? There's no paying for it. We were already running trillion dollar deficits before Trump took office. Okay, and then after that, the, uh, the U.S. Congress passes the bipartisan infrastructure bill one point two trillion that was last November the president signed it it included seventeen excuse me fourteen Republicans in the Senate that's what made it happen because again that required sixty votes who pays for that nobody just laps onto our debt and then most recently the CHIPS Act two hundred and eighty billion who pays for that nobody just add it to the debt your taxes in general are not going up you're not getting a bill for it Well how does it get paid for? It gets paid for indirectly on what's called a distributional basis through rising inflation because we got to print money to fund it to make the the books balance. That doesn't mean balance the budget it means the books balance. Well how's that? Well it's just a big liability Treasury owes 24 trillion dollars it's in the it's in the accounts payable section on the balance sheet. And then most recently He passes, he signs off on uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, that actually gets scored, which is a complete and total farce and a ruse as being uh, uh, budget, not budget neutral, but actually to the good from a spending versus uh, revenue perspective, and that it's going to reduce the deficit in 10 years if everything works out exactly as projected in the bill which absolutely won't happen and then most recently another mere 300 billion in student debt loan or student loan forgiveness that just gets added up that's one percent unbelievable how crazy excuse me point one percent right 30 trillion so it's just crazy Uh, that we just keep lapping on to the debt so it's not that you pay for it in the form of tax increases it's not that you pay for it in the form of well, they're going to actually send you a bill for it you pay for it with inflation that's the true cost and so it's it's actually not accurate to say well the taxpayers are going to bear the cost of this student debt loan forgiveness no it's not taxpayers it's everybody whether you pay taxes or not, remember we just went over that, 57% of the households don't pay any taxes. Are they going to bear the cost of this forgiveness of student debt? Absolutely. Well how? At the cash register? When they buy stuff? But honestly, that $300 billion is peanuts in terms of its impact on inflation compared to the 11 to 12000000000000 trillion we've run up on the tab since 2020 started out with the COVID relief stuff the CARES Act and just continued on the American Rescue Plan all the stuff I just went through, the CHIPS Act but then the President takes victory laps because he reduced the deficit you didn't reduce the deficit, you just didn't pass another American Rescue Plan you did nothing to decrease discretionary spending you did nothing to reform Medicaid, Medicare the the um, a, a number of welfare programs that are all part of Mandatory spending. You did nothing to pay down on the debt to reduce interest costs, which is also part of mandatory spending. And in the meantime, you got Jay Powell raising the Fed funds rate, which, of course, increases our cost of interest. In fact, our cost of interest on the debt over three or four years will be more than the forgiveness of student loan debt. Think about that for a second. It's true. And in five years, all this student loan Debt that's um, being forgiven, it'll be back on the books. Read the Penn Wharton study over the weekend. By the way, Penn Wharton estimates that the cost, the true cost, when you consider the deferments and the reduction in the amount being being paid effective January 1 on your discretionary income, that's going to be reduced. Those who still have debt and, and are scheduled to start re- to repay it again from 10% of your discretionary income to 5%. So when you consider the time value of money and then the last three years where we had interest uh, accrual freeze and also deferment for the last two and a half years, when you consider all that, they say it's a trillion dollar cost, not the $300 billion that the president is telling us that it is. It's just won't be honest, of course. That's a fundamental problem. We'll step aside for a break right here. We're in West Point, Mississippi. When we come back, we've got Rod Bobo, the mayor of West Point. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 73. Wednesday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And a look to Thursday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
21: I'm JT Mitchell, and you're
24: listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the city of Jackson faces its second water crisis in a span of just two years, the state Department of Health has issued an emergency order regarding the city's drinking water supply. The declaration was made Monday morning around 10 o'clock, upon discovery of an insufficient number of operators as well as maintenance staff at both the JH Fuel and the OB Curtis Water Treatment Plants. Low levels of water. Water and low water pressure was also discovered at both plants. The order, which will be in effect for at least 120 days, instructs the city of Jackson and its employees to comply fully with the state as response teams and other contractors come in and attempt to remedy the situation. When a full list of water distribution sites becomes available, you can find it on supertalk.fm. With Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm JT Mitchell
8: from the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. for Mississippians. We introduced benefits, like our insurance in the 1940s, and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
0: Need some good news? I've got good news. Good, good Things news. with Rebecca Turner. Your daily dose of good news. It was good news. This afternoon, at two on Super Talk Mississippi. Good news. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state.
3: Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from West Point, Mississippi. We are here in advance of the upcoming West Point Prairie Arts Festival. Joining us uh, again, Lisa Klutz, Director of Community Development for the Growth Alliance. So Lisa, uh, 44th Annual, as we said earlier, 44th Annual West Point Prairie Arts Festival coming up as it always does on Saturday prior to Labor Day. Uh, you said 20,000 people are coming in for the big event what kind of impact does this have on the economy in the city of West Point?
6: Well, well, um, we don't just show up Saturday morning and decide to have a festival.
3: (laughs) I guarantee you.
6: There are a lot of um, late nights and early mornings, and um, collaboration with the city, with the police department and the sheriff's department, city and public works and um, we depend on the city to 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 make the festival happen um otherwise we wouldn't just have a festival just for fun yeah um there's a great impact um we had a economic impact study done um back in 2013 and we're going to do one again this year because we feel like this is a good stable year after covid to do another economic impact study of the number of people that come into town staying overnight shopping um and the things that they bring into to the community for sales tax and tourism tax and how we put that money back into the festival.
3: Gotcha. So with 20,000 people coming in, they're spending their money. You're generating lots of sales taxes. And sales taxes, of course, are the primary source of revenue to municipalities.
6: Absolutely. we got the mayor
3: here now, right? Yeah. Sit down, mayor. Welcome. Rod Bobo, mayor of West Point. Stay with us, please.
1: Okay.
6: Yeah.
3: How are you, sir? Hello, uh, uh, we're good. Uh, here we go. Got you on now. You doing good today, Mayor? I am doing well, sir. Mayor Rod Bobo, the mayor of West Point, Mississippi, is joining us. So we got, uh, I'm sandwiched in between uh, two celebrities, Lisa and the mayor <laughs> of West Point. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about the Prairie Arts Festival coming up um, this Saturday, Mayor, the 44th annual. Big deal. I got to tell you, Lisa, I had no idea. $20,000. That is impressive because that doubles, right, actually triples the population of West Point. You got a population of about 10,000, you get 20,000 visitors. That's a big deal for a small town like this, Mayor. Absolutely,
10: absolutely. Um, Kudos go out to uh, Lisa Klutz, Miss Lisa Klutz and her staff. They always do a phenomenal job at uh, hosting this event and, and making sure all the logistics are in place uh we're always excited uh prairie House festival time uh it's just gonna be a good time for for everybody
3: yeah so uh i understand it from talking to lisa earlier that we're sort of back to to pre-covid uh normal if you will or the pre-covid state with respect to uh the festival coming up this saturday and folks so i think are ready to be out and about and enjoy that
10: absolutely as, as we all know the virus is, is still present but yeah. um you know, thankfully we are at a point where we can kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, you know, we don't have to, everybody doesn't have to, it's not mandated that everybody walks around mask on. So we're excited about getting back to uh, Prairie Arts Festival as we
3: knew it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. So hopefully the weather, uh, it looks it looks like it's going to be uh, okay for us, the best I, I can tell. you got the football game going on at Starkville as well later on the day. So a lot of folks can come by. It's We think the game is, somebody will weigh in on that. The game was 6 o'clock, 6.30, I believe. That's it. Right, at Davis Wade Stadium just down the road here. So folks can come out and enjoy the festival in the hours, Lisa, of that? 9
6: a.m. to 4 p.m.
3: 9 a.m. to 4 p.m so uh mayor I, I, uh how long have you been the mayor here
10: in west point? uh Jen Genu- i mean, i'm sorry july 1st marked uh, my first year's point so okay. we're, we're into the second year now
3: okay into the second year uh how's the city doing uh financially to start with that doing all right
10: the city is is, is on sound financial footing okay. um we ended the year you know in a, in a pretty good place and we put together a uh, fiscal year 2022 2023 budget that is that is sound. Uh so financially the city of West Point is uh is in a good place.
3: Yeah. Uh what about uh your funds from the Amer- American Rescue Plan that been uh received, allocated, uh, putting those into to use now? Sure, we we've used some of
10: the funds, uh some of our bigger ticket um, bigger bigger ticket issues or items. Uh we have partnered with an engineering firm that we're trying to leverage up to the uh, pot of money that the state has, yeah. the dollar for dollar match. I, yep. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Yep, I am. Yep. So so we're kind of, I don't want to say at a standstill, but we're trying to posture so that we can get the the, the the more bang for our buck, if you will.
3: What are your priorities there you're looking at investing
10: in? Sure, we, we've got several sewer projects. Of course, the city of West Point has a very antiquated uh, sewer system. Uh, we have some areas that are that are more uh, sensitive than others. Uh, one in particular that affects uh, one of our premier employers here in town, uh, Pico Food. Yeah, so uh, if you would ask me that that one project takes precedent over anything at this point. I got you.
3: Well, that seems to be a problem, Mayor, of course, uh, critical infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, water plaguing uh, cities across America. We've been talking this morning about the issues down in Jackson. I'm not sure if you're aware, but pretty much no water pressure in the entire city of Jackson. Lots of businesses are sending all their employees home to work remotely. Oh wow, it's a big old big old problem, and uh, it's a big financial hurdle to address it as well. the uh, The governor, I should say, had declared a state of emergency for the city of Jackson. Uh, you talked about having antiquated infrastructure here in West Point. Are are you at kind of a critical level there that you've just got to address something now, or, or are you at risk of having these kind of serious problems? you think?
10: Well, I don't think we're at risk of being in any any uh, type of the situation that Jackson is in. Uh, however, we do have uh, we do have needs. Sure. Um, and what city doesn't, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So the the thing that we're trying to do again, and I'm I'm being a little redundant, is we're trying to leverage our funds so that we get the the most good
3: out of this opportunity. Okay, sure. And, and I remember early on, that was kind of the message from, uh, certainly the lieutenant governor said that quite a bit, talking about the matching approach here, that sure. uh, he was relying on the cities to really be good stewards of this money and, and make sure that it, it went to um, those issues and those needs that were of the highest priority and invested in. Um, now, as I recall, the, the mayor, its uh, position here in West Point, is it a full-time job? It is actually, yes, it's a full-time job. Oh, I'm endeavor. sure, I,
10: well. It's, uh, it's actually listed <laughs> as a part-time job yeah, yeah. Uh, just by description. But by virtue of the duties, it, it turns into uh, you know, a full-time endeavor.
3: Probably more than that, actually. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. two, two
10: full-times.
3: <laughs> uh, absolutely. What uh, Any kind of economic development projects on the horizon you can show us? Well, I
10: can tell you that we, we have retail coming back to, to our Highway 45 main thoroughfare. Uh, which is exciting. Um, I'm told by our economic development engine, which is the link out of Columbus, that we right. have some pretty promising uh, prospects looking at our industrial park. Um, so good, good days are ahead for West Point. I'm excited.
3: The, the counties in this area and the municipalities as well, you guys work together pretty well uh with respect to economic development do you feel we do we
10: do if if there's one uh issue that i think the county and the city when i say that i'm speaking west point clay county the one thing that we seem to be able to find common ground with with very little pushback from either party is economic development sure uh we're we're on the same page on that um our interests are the same uh among other issues we, we we've worked together on several several things uh during my term so far
3: yeah Oh, Joe Mack, he's a he's a go-getter, isn't he? He is a go-getter, man. He's an absolute <laughs> wizard at what he does. He now. definitely is. Uh, and we were just uh, at East Mississippi, the the uh, community university, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, learned about the Taylor Group uh, and their big uh, project they've got going on in conjunction with uh, a specialized vehicle manufacturer from overseas that really doesn't have any presence here. Pretty exciting project, but it, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on. Your, uh, how about your employment and your unemployment? How's that?
10: Um, I think last time I checked, I think our unemployment numbers are, are somewhat down. Of course, everything can always be better. Sure. Um, as I alluded to earlier, um, we're excited about retail coming back and the potential of uh, of new industry coming in. Uh, we're excited about what Pico is doing. They're actively hiring as we speak. Um, they started out. The project was supposed to be somewhere around uh three hundred employees, and I think they're upwards of close to a thousand employees wow. now Wow um yokohama is hiring yep. uh so yeah so yeah um i our unemployment numbers are down and and I like to say that if if a person can't find a job in West Point, then maybe it's that they don't want to work.
3: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> understand. They're well,
10: practically begging people to come to work. Well,
3: at, I, I was going to say at the community uh, that particular day were uh, prospective employers that were exhibiting and, and were, were visiting with prospective employees. And I was just shocked at the number of uh, great companies in the area uh, looking for work. Good pay, good benefits, good jobs, and of course, lots of training that is available to them there at the community university as well.
10: Absolutely, and I'd like to add too. I'd be remiss if I did not mention my good friends out at Plum Creek. Yeah, Uh, we're excited about what they do as well. The Wombles are are doing doing an outstanding job. Uh, They've grown exponentially, um, you know, over a very short period of time. I'd like to say. And uh, they, are, they are one of our premier employers as well.
3: Awesome. Mayor, thanks for coming on. Good to see you, sir. Absolutely. Always good to see you. Rod Bobo, mayor of West Point, along with Lisa Klutz, the director of community development with the Growth Alliance, have been our guests here on Middays. we got the final segment coming up. It's Matt Dowell, executive director of the Golden Triangle Regional Airport. We'll be right back.
11: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
1: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs,
12: SuperTalk.fm.
0: SuperTalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. SuperTalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. SuperTalk.fm.
1: Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings. Sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association.
7: The first ever Good News Gospel Festival will take place on the lawn at Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, September 3rd. The Good News Gospel Festival will celebrate the rich heritage of gospel music in the Mississippi Delta featuring performances by the Grammy-winning Mississippi Mass Choir and many more. To learn more about this free community event as well as other upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
9: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: You're listening to Midday's with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, midday super talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live today from West Point, Mississippi. We're at the Mossy Oak Outlets. We are here because coming up this Saturday is the West Point Prairie Arts Festival, the 44th annual. It's held every Saturday before Labor Day. Going to be a big one. Learned a lot about that today. Just had the mayor, Rod Bobo, on the program. Now joining us is Matt Dowell, the executive director of the Golden Triangle Regional Airport. Matt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, so what's going on at the GTR? Flown in there a few times. Yeah, we're staying busy. You know, it's construction season right now, so we're
27: gearing up for a lot of projects. Uh, One of the newest announcements we've had is our $12 million terminal renovation project. So we're hoping to add on to our second floor, add escalators, elevators, and then a jet bridge to come on and off the aircraft.
3: Okay. So. Uh, GTR is one of the few airports in the state of Mississippi that does uh, provide commercial service.
27: That's correct. So we have Delta Airlines. Uh, Commercial service goes from GTR over to Atlanta, three flights a day. And so uh, we do have that and it is something unique to the Golden Triangle and to our area. Um, Air service is not everywhere. Airports are not everywhere and so we're very fortunate to have that uh, in our area and uh, get to support our businesses and our travelers.
3: What about uh, employments, traffic? Is it uh, kind of getting back to the pre-COVID level?
27: It is. Yeah, we've seen traffic come back very strong. We have a lot of people um, who I guess had pent-up demand didn't make those vacations and those travel trips during COVID, and now they're choosing to do so. And so you'll see our parking lot and our flight factors uh, really increase, uh, which is always a positive. And so we'd like to see that continue to grow, but uh, we're back to our 2019 levels, we're happy to say.
3: Uh, Is Delta happy? Are you confident they're they're gonna stay?
27: Delta's been uh, great to us. Uh, It's a close partnership. You know, For example, when we have our uh, terminal expansion, we we have discussions with them on Not just uh, what works well for the airport, but also what works for the airline. So it is a partnership and one that we've had for a long time, and they've continued to serve us. Like I mentioned, our uh, trips back and forth to Atlanta.
3: What model aircraft? Is yeah, so we have now? the
27: the CRJ 200, which is a 50 seat jet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we start seeing in a lot of markets is as that retires, they put in larger aircraft. So okay. we'd like to see, um, you know, 70 seat. Uh, 76 seat yeah. aircraft in our market. A little bit more uh, room to uh, relax when yeah. you're when you're flying, a little bit more room to expand uh, when it comes to um, our travel numbers. You know, instead of 50 seats, now we'd have 70 to 76, so it'll allow for a larger capacity. Short flight to Atlanta, though, to it get It is quick, yeah. yeah, and then
3: you know, once you get to Atlanta, it's anywhere from yeah. there to the rest of the world. Certainly for Delta, no doubt about That's it. That's right. And so you just mentioned that uh, as part of this uh, renovation, uh, you're including some uh, jet bridges in that. That's
27: right. So, um, you know, right now it's it's very interesting when you get out there at GTR, you're on the ground floor, you know, walking across the ramps. It's sort of like a private charter type of experience, which yeah. is great. Um, the one thing is when it's a hot summer day or it's raining outside, you know, you start feeling that it's a little bit different experience than what you get at the larger airports like Atlanta. Yeah. So it's a way of modernizing. It allows us to still serve the smaller but larger air, aircraft in the future. Um, but it just makes for a more uh, comfortable travel experience. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, it's, a, it's a big deal.
27: Yeah, honestly. it is. So wow. we're always trying to think about amenities that uh, the larger airports have that we can have at GTR just on a smaller scale so it's still convenient, um, but modern conveniences. What about your staffing?
3: You know, lots of reports yeah. about staffing shortages across yeah, we've been, the nation.
27: It's true. Um, you know, I, I always uh, am thankful that uh, when I hear about those that we haven't had that experience at GTR. So ever since COVID happened, really haven't lost any of our staff. You know, there's sort of a legacy out at the airport where we have employees who have been there for Uh, decades and uh, it's a way of serving their community so not only do they help to improve the airport every day but in doing so they also improve their community so it's a legacy that we're all very proud of and you know the airport's been there since 1971 if you look back on the map you know it's a lot it's changed out in uh, near the airport in that time we have a lot of new businesses moving in that adds to our business travelers and so uh, very proud of the staff that we have that add to uh, our capacity every day add to the safety factors that we have and uh, that they've continued to build a career out there yeah that's awesome and you have uh, general aviation as well obviously you've got a nice that's uh, right we we do so general aviation is another gateway to our communities and that's really what we view ourselves at the airport it's another gateway for people coming in or going out of our community and one of the ways is not just on the commercial scheduled side but you can also take private charters you can fly uh, private aircraft and then the military is another uh, unique factor we're very close to columbus air force base so they use our airport heavily uh we always like to say we're that fourth
3: runway for columbus air force base gotcha so what's the longest runway so our we have a one runway, runway right now yeah. it's 8,000 feet okay I, yeah. I've uh, flown into it a few times I just couldn't remember so
27: yeah. 8,000 you oh, can, there's can, a lot of room for yeah. we can take large aircraft How and wide that's why is it um, so 150 feet yeah, okay. yeah and Here. so we get c17 yeah. 737s Mississippi State uses uh, GTR frequently for uh, charter aircraft you know football team baseball team sure. those type of things Yeah.
3: Uh, it's it's really an asset for the area and for the it region, is. no doubt. And yeah, we're uh, every very time fortunate. I've been there. It's always been a great experience. Good. Thanks, thanks for good choosing job. GTR. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on and talking about it there. Matt Matt Dowell, executive director of the Golden Triangle Regional Airport, has been our guest, but we are out of time here today from West Point, Mississippi. Don't forget the big prairie arts festival coming up this Saturday, the forty-fourth annual. Come on out and enjoy it. We enjoyed you being with us. We'll be in the studio tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.